0: Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly Writers Club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern Time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the Classes tab. Hey, everyone, I'm Allison Langer, and this is Writing Class Radio. On this podcast, you'll hear true personal stories from the students in our class and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories.
1: I'm Andrea Askowitz. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. (laughs) That's how Allison always says it. Okay, there's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. This is
0: episode 57, the seventh story in The Andrea Show. Andrea is my co-producer and co-host, and she has been writing an essay a week since the day she turned 50, May 30th, 2018. If this is your first episode and you don't know her, you're in luck. You have more than 50 episodes to get to know Andrea Askowitz. In the eight stories we bring you in this series, I have been Andrea's primary editor, and I'm dying to share the process with you. She takes edits much better than I do, although not necessarily for this particular story. Before we get to Andrea's story, here's a word from our sponsor. We're back. This is Writing Class Radio. I'm Allison Langer. Here's Andrea with her story, Achilles' heel.
1: I started training for the Miami Marathon because I'm a midlife crisis cliche. I ran cross country in high school. The most I'd ever run was 10 miles, but I told myself since I was a kid that at 50, I'd run a marathon. I'm 50. I did three miles three times a week, then four miles with cross-training, an hour of biking, on the off days. I added six miles, and the next week, eight, then nine, then 12. Training was actually kind of fun. Not fun like when you laugh hard with a friend, but satisfying. After six miles, I got that endorphins high they talk about. Even a four-mile run in the morning relaxed me for the rest of the day. When my son came into my office last week and left his shoes and socks on the floor, instead of yelling across the house, I just picked them up. Later, I found both my kids on our new yellow couch surrounded by sticky granola wrappers. I said, Sweeties, could you throw away your trash? Running is a powerful drug, an antidepressant and I was addicted. Two weeks into training, my running partner, Aaron, sent me a nutrition guide for endurance athletes. When I piled my Thanksgiving plate two feet high, I told everyone at the table I was an endurance athlete. It felt good to be more than just a 50-year-old cliche. It also felt good to eat like a hog. Then Sunday, just seven weeks before the marathon, I discovered my Achilles heel, I took an Uber to Aaron's house in northwest Miami, and we ran through Little Haiti, Wynwood, past downtown, along Ocho Coral Way, the roads, down US-1, all the way to the University of Miami. Our destination? Bagel Emporium. At about four miles, I leapt over a puddle, and something tore or snapped in my right leg. I limped along. I tried to stretch. Aaron told me to get into a lift, but I was like, fuck that. I set out to do 12 miles. I wanted to finish. I thought pain is part of running. If I'm already hurt, what difference does it make? Running has taught me that pain shifts and changes. Some days, my knees hurt so bad the first mile, I'm sure I'll never make it. Then two, three miles later, when my foot cramps up, I forget all about my knees. On Sunday, I waited for the pain to shift. Maybe I gave the pain too much attention because it never shifted. When I told my mom I ran on a hurt leg, she said, You've always been like this. In high school, I ran so hard during a meet, I woke up in the hospital. When I woke up, I said, Did I win? I didn't win that day. But I was the fastest two-miler in Miami-Dade County all three years of high school. Two miles seems like nothing compared to a marathon. Still, running two miles full throttle hurt like hell. Girls cried at the finish line. They peed and vomited. I never cried or vomited, but there were times I couldn't hold in my pee. My strategy was to get out in front and hold the lead. This, I've been told, is an unconventional strategy. It's really not a strategy at all because it relies on fear. I ran scared someone might pass me, and I ignored the pain. Is this my Achilles heel? To ignore pain? Maybe, but I think there's more. I woke up Monday with a purple ankle and called an Achilles specialist. The receptionist scared me when she rearranged the schedule to fit me in that same day. Turns out I tore some of my medial gastrocnemius muscle, which is the calf muscle that connects to the Achilles heel. The doctor described the muscle like a bunch of Twizzlers. Some of the fibers tore, causing internal bleeding. He told me to rest for a few weeks and listen to my body. He said when I can handle it, I should get into a pool chest deep and run from one side of the shallow end to the other. I thought about the pool at the palace, the assisted living facility where my grandmother lived until she died at 94. The palace pool is shallow its entire length, perfect for this kind of training. If you're not visiting a resident, you can use the facilities if you're at least 50. Now I have to train at an old age home? I knew this meant I probably wouldn't heal in time. I limped out pissed. Why did I keep running and risk missing the marathon? As a kid, 50 felt so far in the future. I thought I would need this challenge when I was old. Now that I'm here, my body is changing in ways I couldn't predict and do not like. My high school runner's thighs have softened. My ass has melted. According to Web MD, at my age, Body fat is redistributed from hips, thighs, and butt to stomach. So now I'm fighting the muffin top, a real phenomenon called menopause belly. I kept running Sunday because I wanted pancakes with blueberries and walnuts, eggs, bacon, grits, and a bagel. I wanted that feeling of insatiable hunger, and I wanted to eat without fear of getting fat. I hate that I care, but I do. I wanted to be able to run my guts out without hurting myself, like I did at 16. I wanted to get ahead of the fat threatening my belly and never let it catch me.
0: I am i mean. I know I'm mean. I, I always just look for, like, the bad stuff when you're reading, and I was trying to, try to jot down good stuff so I could be nice. But I just, that's so not me. I don't know. I loved the mom voice
1: when you talked about your mom. That was good. Listen, you don't have to try to say anything nice just to sandwich the nice, the the negative between the nice, which is sort of a tactic we use in class. Start with something positive, negative, positive. But just go with the negative. Just do it. Okay, good.
0: All in all, I think it turned out really good. I know that you're questioning whether I really feel that way. And I do because, and the reason why she's questioning is because I sent her an email and... Evidently, I was a little too tough. But I. she wrote me back an email like, hello, could you be a little nicer? You That really hurt my feelings. And so the gibberish you to, part. Oh,
1: I was, said something
0: about, can you, you cut you wrote, the gibberish? Then you wrote all
1: this gibberish.
0: Well, the whole peed and vomit part, I was like, why do I need to know about the peeing and the vomiting? I still don't need it. I still don't want it. I'm still bored. The other part I think I j- gibberishized is that, The training schedule. Does anyone care what her training schedule is? I'm just asking you guys.
1: Does anyone out there care? If one person out there cares about my training schedule, please email info at writingclassradio.com. You're not going to get
0: one email. No one cares. Let me
1: tell you something. People care about running training schedules because I'm taking them into a world that they don't know. So they need to understand what it's like. And that's for the same reason. Uh, No. Are you supposed to be talking? For the same reason. No, no, no. You're not. I added the part where I wanted people to understand what running feels like. You cry. You vomit. You pee. Running is not easy.
0: Thank you for your input. You're in the dome. No one's listening to you. All right, people. This is what happens in class. You're not allowed to respond because you're not listening if you're thinking about how you're defending yourself. You have to listen to edits. If you don't want to listen to edit, do what I do. You close your computer. You say fuck about 27 times. That person's an idiot. Then you go for a walk. Then you come back and you open your computer and then you go through the edits and you go, hmm, I see what she means. You don't have to listen to everything. Like I read her piece and I was like, huh, she took out that. Oh, good. Okay. And then, hmm, she didn't listen. That's okay. I still liked her piece the way it came out. Even though I would still cut part of it. Anyway, but um, the palace pool, talking about training and that she's old. Like, I tried to get her to cut that part, too. But guess what? I really actually liked the way it turned out because she related it to something in the piece. She didn't just say, he wanted me to go to a pool and that old people go to. No, she said, I'm scared First of all, now I have to train at an old age home. And then she says, I hate that I care, but I do. I don't want to be fat. I don't want menopause belly. I don't want to watch my body go through all the changes. So it's not just about running. It's about aging. It's growing old. It's getting fat. It's all these things that people think about, even cool people who don't want to admit that they're worried about it. We're all worried about getting old. It's just, it's a fact of life. I think you just said I was a cool person. Well, I'm trying to be nice.
1: Well, I want to. Um, I I know I'm not supposed to talk, but I just want to say that um, a lot of things. <laughs> I just want to say that this story was really hard to write, and not every story is as hard. And for some reason, this one was just really difficult. And I think part of it was because I was trying to figure out, well, what is my Achilles heel? What's my weakness? And uh, maybe I have a lot of them, and I had them sort of listed, like, okay. I'm sort of someone who doesn't listen to my body. Like, that's problematic at 50. I could really hurt myself. I don't like getting old. That's also a bummer because guess what? I have no choice. I don't want to get fat. That's so embarrassing to admit. But when I got to that, I realized, oh, my God, well, that is what this story is about. And it's connected to aging because I wouldn't be getting fat if I wasn't going through menopause. I mean, I might be getting fat because I do eat cake a lot, but I'm just saying I, I wouldn't be going through the same. It's connected to age. And the whole reason I'm running right now is because I told myself when I turned 50, I was going to run a marathon. So there's so many issues that I wanted to bring into the story. And maybe there was a paragraph or two that was gibberish-ish because it was trying to bring in all, the, all those pieces and I needed to s- separate them out and but the, Okay, so we're going to talk about this in every single
0: episode, basically. What is this story about? So until you write it and you write it, and you may not know when you're writing it what your story's about, but at the by the end, you have to know. Because if you don't know, we don't know. And I think by the end, we get it. We got what the story's about. And by working on it and writing it and sending it in for edits, and can you edit it one more time and can you do it again and let me think about it. Mm-hmm. And you took a few days and then you came back and you were like, okay. And then I think that's what it really takes sometimes. So you guys out there... Keep asking yourself, what is this story about? All right, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your story. And thank you for letting me edit your stories. I know I'm not easy, but I'm telling you, I'm fast and I get it. There's something about stories. I just get them. And if you just listen to me, we're going into the (laughs) Washington Post together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, this girl here, Andrea, has published way more things than I have. So we're a good team, though. Anyway, if you have stories you want me to edit, I'm happy to look them over. $200 an hour. Send a message to me at allison at writingclassradio.com or jump on our website. I'm happy to look over your stories and get them ready to be published.
1: It's not easy, but I totally, totally, totally recommend it. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's true. It's always good to get to the bottom of your story. Thank you for listening.
0: Writing Class Radio is produced by Virginia Laura, Andrea Askwitz, and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by singer-songwriter Justina Chandler. Additional music by Pottington Bear. Writing Class Radio is sponsored by and recorded at the Launchpad at the University of Miami. There's more writing class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including video classes, stories to study, and editing resources. If you love this show and enjoy all the extras on our website, hit the support us button. A new episode will drop every Wednesday, so look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's
1: yours? This
0: is episode 57, Achilles heel. No, you say it, Achilles heel. Oh, now you say it like a normal person. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.